to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 291, The Awakening. My name is John, and joining me every time we take LARPing a little too serious is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Cast Fireball! Cast Fireball! Uh, I have a lot to say about this episode. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to hear it. Um, I really can't wait to hear it. Boy, uh, boy, oh boy! How are you, sir? Um, you know, given everything, I am well. Yes, and that doesn't mean to sound quite as foreboding as it probably does. No, I mean like even in the face of challenges lately, uh, things are good, and I <laughs> I, I say that quite genuinely. <laughs> yes. How about yourself, my friend? Uh, I, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I will just, uh, full disclaimer for everyone listening, um, you might hear some barking in the background at some point. It is because yesterday started the two-week um, on-my-own-with-the-dogs. Lauren is back east visiting family mm. and doing some... Um, movie short related things okay so i am uh i'm on my owns well you know what we are nothing if not a pet friendly yes podcast absolutely absolutely boy oh boy uh, and we... also dishwasher sounds you'll probably hear my dishwasher go off tonight listen i'm fine with it yeah i am fine with it it's um, a nice time so yes we have who news we have the awakening to talk about but before we get yeah. to all of that we need to talk about what's making us happy this fortnight. And Taylor, I feel like you have um, a daunting tale to to. to I I I, have, I honestly I have two wild stories to share since we recorded last. Obviously, like I don't mean to make this always about you know the saga of what I'm fixing next on the bus. <laughs> I know for the fine. past two episodes I've been talking about making brake repairs <clears throat> because there is a show at the Santa Cruz Wharf coming up well that show has finally happened um and before i even share if i made it there or not yet i have to say that um friday before last so that would be the 29th of september i believe um i you know kiddo got her, got home from school i was like hey here help me bleed the blade the brakes really quickly uh, and then let's take it for a test drive mm. so he does i love having you know, a kid who's mechanically inclined and, and is cool following directions and does really well with all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're taking it for a spin around the neighborhood and, uh, we come just down one of the streets over here. Um, and keep in mind, you know, we're, we're more than an hour from the coast. Yeah. Um, and we pass a house that has a bunch of just free stuff, right? Like they're cleaning out their garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the things was a nine foot surfboard. Oh, and, and, and I catch it out of the corner of my eyes. We're driving along and obviously I didn't want to lock up the brakes. Um, but I was like, Oh my God, we've got to circle back around. So we swing back around, pull up and yeah, sure enough, this is a nine foot, uh, uh, uh Pearson arrow, which is a, a Santa Cruz based shaper. Wow. Um, uh, longboard, just, just a great, looking i'm looking at it board 
it's um, it is a little beat up. It's going to need a little bit of ding repair. Um, uh, it has seen better days, uh, but I also did some research. It's 25 years old, so hey, you know, it looks pretty decent for being 25. Yeah. So we chuck it in the bus and we drive home, and I'm going like, "Wow, the universe must have known I've had a rough week and went here have a free surfboard." Yeah, um, which we were very stoked by. Um, so I've I've since cleaned all the old wax off it. Um, and yeah, literally everybody who's looked at it, it has been like, this is a great board to learn on. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's what I need. Um, so yeah, we'll be making some repairs to it, but, um, yeah, everything seemed good to go except for my own internal anxieties, uh, uh, for this show down at the wharf. But sure enough, yeah, last, uh, Saturday morning <clears throat> up before the sun, uh, because I knew I had 62 miles ahead of me and, um, you know, that was definitely going to take me more than an hour given, uh, VW bus speeds. Um, but sure enough, I have taken it on its longest journey yet <laughs> yeah. in almost five years of owning it. Oh boy. Um, made it down there was pulling into Santa Cruz just as the sun was coming up, which was, uh, really kind of incredible. Yeah, uh, I bet. I was I was really stoked. It ran a little warm, but you know, last last weekend temperatures were pretty darn hot. Uh and even at the coast, like it was supposed to be almost 90 on Saturday. So I was a little nervous about what it was going to be like getting back to yeah. the show. Um but made it down there okay. Had a great time. Ran into lots of friends I haven't seen in a long time. Got to meet some people who I either know through like Instagram or whatever. Um and yeah, just generally had a good time. Got to be eh, a little bit before two o'clock. And I was like, uh, you know, I know I told the family I'd be home by about four. <clears throat> I should probably get on the road now. Yeah. Um, so I did decided I was going to take um, uh, what's called old Santa Cruz highway. Uh, it's basically the back roads. Okay. Um, and uh, just, you know, trucking along, just cruising it keeping it nice and slow, uh, try not to push it too hard, but it's still, it's a climb. You're, you're going over the Santa Cruz mountains. You know, it's, you're, you're going to hit inclines yeah. regardless. And, uh, yeah, temperatures really like, you know, the air temperatures were definitely in the nineties. Um, and my oil temperatures were definitely probably getting up above two thirty, which, uh, it's hot. And then like my oil pressure light starts flickering and that's not supposed to flicker until you've got like maybe two pounds of pressure left. And that's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing good. And I was like, Oh crap. Oh crap. This is bad. Um, so I stopped, tried to let it cool down for a little bit. Um, and then I kind of like looked at Google maps. I'm like, man, I am two miles away from basically, you know, like a market, mm -hmm. you know, like, 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 the, the it's called summit store it's it's like the local areas just you know get whatever you need yeah. type of store um and i'm like okay i'm gonna go real slow but i need to get there because if nothing else it's gonna be a safe spot to you know i won't be on the side of the road i can let it cool down for a while i can go get myself more water like i hydrated like crazy that day um and yeah so made it up there just decided okay I'm going to let it sit for a good long time, you know, texted the fam what was up and, um, you know, hung out for a good long while and added a little bit of oil to the engine because uh, it looked like I was at least a quart low. And thankfully, I didn't put quite that much in because, well, I didn't have a funnel and I was being really 
anyway um <laughs> always pack a funnel people let that be your lesson um and so yeah after almost an hour i was like okay i need to try and keep going it may maybe, maybe it wasn't quite an hour but didn't even make it like a mile down the road and that light started flickering again i was just like okay nope i'm turning back i'm going back to the market and i'm calling for a tow truck yeah i'm like i could push it and maybe get to highway 17 and like coast down into los gatos but i could also blow up the engine yeah you know so i'm like i'm gonna play it safe um and so yeah got towed home made it home probably two hours later than i had planned on but still in time for dinner so that's a plus <laughs> you know and now it's well oh my boss i swear i went out sunday checked the oil and it's like i've got plenty of oil i'm like okay didn't expect that i'm like let's start it and see if anything weird happens i go to start it and the key doesn't turn all the way Ugh. i'm like oh so i've got another project to do not to mention, I proceed to obviously take it out of gear with the emergency or the parking brake on in order to start it. And even with the parking brake on, it starts rolling down the driveway. I'm like, okay, I've got a few things yeah. to, to adjust and work on. So I am, I am slowly but surely uh, chipping away at those and probably will be for a little while. Yeah, I bet. But that's okay. That's okay. I had a great time. It was an adventure. I haven't had one in a VW in a very long time. And now I've been rambling. And this is more a, I don't know, bus cast than a podcast. That's fine. Okay. I'm fine with um, that. So yeah, between the board and the bus, uh, yeah, just, just just a good old time. There you go. Yeah. What about you, John? Oh, boy. Um, what, have I, what have I been up to? Well, um as I said, Lauren is, uh, she is back home for two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that's not necessarily making me happy, but, um, <laughs> after uh, her flight was at 8 a.m., and I dropped her off at like 7 at okay. Burbank, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of cutting it, but she made it and her bags made mm-hmm. it. So it was all good. And I, I went, man, I got to wake up so early. This is ridiculous. And then I went, oh, yeah, there's a Randy's right next to the airport. Oh, there you go. So I went over there and I, you know what? When you were um, when you were uh, telling us your stories, I went to go look up Randy's. But for some reason, I looked up Donut Wheel, oh. which, uh, which only you and I and anyone else in the Bay Area uh, will know what that is. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got a donut wheel here in Livermore. Oh, I didn't know there was more than one. That's at least what it's called. Okay. Is it the same chain? Is it something? I don't know. But I have no idea. Local I don't even know if they have Just, a if they have a like a website. I don't see it on here. But the donut wheel I'm thinking of was on De Anza Boulevard. Oh, okay. And I used to go. That was like a you want to go to Donut Wheel, and it was like midnight it was like one of those yes you just right. roll over there yeah. with some friends and get some donuts and hang out um mm-hmm. anyway uh but yeah i went to randy's i got um a glazed crondy which is their cronut oh okay um, sure i also got a maple long john filled with cream and that is might be my new favorite donut they they sold it on to me i was like i don't know cream and they were like get it it's really good i was like, oh I said, yeah, fine. Creams are good. It's maple I'm not as big into. Oh, my dude. That is that is my jam. I 
Yeah. Love maple. Oh, my goodness. And then nice. um, I got a buttercrumb as well. Oh, yeah. You can't no. beat this buttercrumbs. Those buttercrumbs are insane. Yeah, very, very good. Um, let's see. Mm. Uh, Jets won yesterday, which was great. Cool. Um, what else? What else? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what... Um, we had we went to the premiere of one of the short that Lauren is going to go see in Brooklyn, and she's also going to go see it in Chicago within these two weeks. She's going to the premieres in those two cities. But we had the world premiere at um, something I didn't know was apparently the most popular thing of all time, um, mm-hmm. Beyond Fest. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't think so. Um, I had never heard of it until... Uh, today and Lauren said, "Yeah, it's like the longest running thing ever." And I was like, "What <laughs> are you talking about?" And they had—I'll uh, just go over some stuff that has been on the programming. Uh, they had—they showed the Abyss uh, special edition with a Q and A with James Cameron. Wow. Um, let's see, what else do we? Oh, they had the. Um, they had the, where is it? I was so sad when I saw this because I would have really liked to go to it. it. They had the world premiere, the West Coast premiere of the new Toxic Avenger. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, I would have loved to go to that. I didn't know that was a thing. And then they also yes. had like the 10th anniversary, I think the 10th anniversary of um, Pacific Rim and Guillermo del Toro did a Q&A. Oh, very cool. So it's, you know, just like a very big event that happens every year and i was like i have i have no idea um they're also premiering that uh weird movie dream scenario i don't know if you've seen the trailer to it it's basically mm-hmm. um nicholas cage his character just oh, starts boy. showing up in other people's dreams like <sighs> like a bunch a bunch of like it's like a worldwide phenomenon he just starts showing up in people's dreams and he doesn't oh, know why, and it's just following the chaos that ensues with that. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, so Lauren's uh, short uh, called Mosquito Lady premiered uh, there, and I'm trying to find what the block was called, but it was um, wasn't shock and awe, right? No. Uh, anyway, it was um, it was a lot of fun, and nice. Yeah, all the shorts except for one that I won't talk about because um, I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're very good. Um, oh, it was part of something called Triple Moon. Yeah, okay. dude, it was it was a lot of fun. There was some really cool stuff in there, and then there was some really gross, disgusting stuff. But um, the last one, I'll, I'm going to see if I can find it somewhere. Um, I need to send it to you because it was, I, I, dare I say, a dark comedy masterpiece. Okay. And I just really, I really want to watch it again. It was so good. It was nice. brilliant. Anyway, uh, so that was a lot of fun. We, you know, we um, we watched it. Then we went out with all, everyone, and it was a good time. And then I finally met, and I don't think I've spoken about this. Um, I finally met my second cousin, who I've never met before, and they he lives in L.A. Uh, with his mm. girlfriend. They just moved in okay. together. Um, and we had been trying to get together for, I'd say the better part of three months, but then it was like COVID and then other stuff. And then I think COVID again, I can't remember. It was crazy. We just couldn't line it up and we finally went to their housewarming. Um, and it was great. It was very cool to 
to meet my cousin, and apparently he also has a brother, so I met two cousins that I had never met before. Awesome. It, was, it was cool, yeah, and his girlfriend's super cool, too, and it was uh, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. It's excellent. And Yes, it was. Excellent. Um, and <laughs> uh, I've been playing my soccer game like crazy. I finally got up the courage to play other individuals online, and I lost the first game pretty badly and won the second game, so progress hey, progress <laughs> indeed i think that indeed. i think that's it yeah that feels like a lot yeah well you know what we should we should at least tell the folks listening is that hey notlg.com is back oh my goodness everyone the site is back we need to once again um bring out the prayer beads and say a, a prayer of thanks to to devin who once again yep. helped us uh i may you know i turned on the bat signal and he he came and i was like hey man I don't know what happened, and he let us know. Yeah, and you'll know that the site looks a little different. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the the um, why can't I think of it? The theme that we had, well, I, yeah, was uh, broken by the latest WordPress update, so it completely crashed the site. But the site is now up. Uh, it is, I, I guess, it, it's a collaboration of. Hey, does this look good? What do you think of this? Um, so. <laughs> That's the new site. Um, I don't know. I honestly haven't really played around with it. I don't think you can play stuff from the site anymore. <clears throat> I I think you got to click through it, but that's fine. I, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think a lot of people listen to podcasts through web pages anymore. Anyway, yeah, you know, you're you're probably listening to us on Spotify or a podcast app or you know, or iTunes straight or on SoundCloud. Or straight on SoundCloud. They have an app. Exactly. They have an app yeah. as well. So. They do. They do. Um, so, yeah, not too worried about that. But there is always a link to the SoundCloud. You know, if somebody does go through the site, it's like, hey, what about this? Up, oh, just click on through to the other side. Yes, absolutely. And you will also see when you click on through to the other side that there is a new episode of All Night with the Living Geeks up. Yes, guess that's true. That did drop since we recorded last. Yes. Yeah, um, we've got uh, got a f- pretty fun one. This is we unintentionally Seb and I both picked stories that um, had unusual footprints mm-hmm. in them, um, and so it kind of became our unintentionally like foot focused episode um so if (laughs) if if you're one of those weirdos who's into feet and i'm not judging you if you are that's okay um you'll love this episode there you go (laughs) love it love it yeah so um we are we are happy that the website is up um we are happy that we have a new episode of all night with the living geeks up and we are happy to get to some who news in Indeed. And I, I want to personally thank uh, Sean Lyon and everyone who uh, runs Gallifrey One for announcing their first batch of guests. We did it. Last Friday before we recorded today, rather than say tomorrow after yes. we posted the episode. So thank you. Thank you so much. Keep doing that. We appreciate that. Yeah, no kidding. So here we go. Let's take a look at the first of the Gallifrey One 2024 guest announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Alex Kingston. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but this is I is this um her first time 
Well, technically, she could not come one of the other. Yes, this is her first time. Yes, this is. Yes. So she was supposed to come back. She was supposed to come to Gallifrey. I want to say, let's just say seven ago. And I think she was there was a filming conflict, so she couldn't make it. Makes sense. It happens. Yeah. So this is great. Definitely. Um, Lala Ward is going to be back. Romana. Um, so very excited about that. She's always, she's feisty to say the very least. And I mean that very, quite affectionately. She's, yes. she's fantastic. Um, Sagun Akinola, who did uh, all the music for Jody's era. Yes. I'm very, I wonder if they're going to do a little concerty thing. I, you know, I wondered that myself. I know they did that when Murray Gold was there. Oh, so man. yeah, one, <laughs> one can hope. That one was hope. the best. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. I, still like, I can't believe we got that. Yeah. Anyway, I know, right? Yeah, no, that's that's I, I have to admit, I'm actually really kind of excited about this next one, just because we've watched so much classic who. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Eric Sayward, writer yes. and script editor for the series from 82 to 86. Um, this is also his first North American convention appearance. Oh, that's great. So that is super cool. I'm like, do I have anything that he's written that I could get him to sign? Like that is, yeah, that's really neat. Um, boy, you, you thought crashing into a planet took him out, but no, Matthew Waterhouse will be at Gallifrey one. Yes. I feel uh, like the last time he was, he was here. Um, I, I can't remember, but I feel like, he and Lala Ward at the same convention is going to be interesting, if I recall. I, yeah, I've got a feeling that might be the case. He was last there in 2014, which is before I went. So this will be my first time seeing him. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Um, Galley One regular and, uh, uh, you know, forever fixture, Fraser Hines. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Jacqueline King, who uh, would we would all recognize as uh, Donna Noble's mom, Sylvia Noble. Oh, so she'll be she'll be in the yeah she'll be in the sixtieth. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Nabil Shaban, who played Sill. Uh, oh yes, Vengeance on Varos and 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 uh, Mind Warp. Love it. Uh, yeah, such so it just I don't know what it is about Sill. There's just something about him that I love as a character. <laughs> Uh, Ray Holman, who is the primary costume designer for, uh, let's see, uh, seasons five, six, seven, eight, and nine. No, wait, there's five. Oh, that is just that it's very, it's worded very weirdly. It is worded very weirdly. I was misreading that. So I'm sorry. Worked with Matt Smith, worked with Peter Capaldi and worked with Jody Whittaker. There you go. So anyway, he does costumes. And he and designed cool. Matt Smith's and Jody Whitaker's costumes. There you go. See, Very cool. Um, uh, Jonathan Carley. Uh, he uh, plays the uh, the War Doctor um, in Sir John Hurt's absence for Big Finish. Yeah. Um, this is going to be his first trip to Gallifrey. One <clears throat> uh, looks like author Mark Morris. Um, He's actually also doing the uh, target novelization of Wild Blue Yonder. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and maybe there will even be some Goss-ip with James Goss. 
uh, because he is doing the novelization for the giggle. Oh boy. Um, it'll also be uh, big finish, regular John Dorney, uh, you know, long time doctor who's done pretty much everything. Gary Russell, <laughs> uh, Lisa McMullen from big finish, Simon Guerriere, um, uh, who's written a number of doctor who, uh, books jason hay ellery from big finish and more news soon they say there we go can we hope can we hope sean uh california one people if you're listening tom chad bond yes please tom chad <laughs> bond, we would like to give him a saint duggan shirt and take a picture with him and get his autograph yes. and talk to and him all of that. And yes do all the good stuff oh my gosh yes please Oh. So that said, if you haven't ordered your Doctor Who Magic the Gathering deck, oh Taylor, um, folks, it they drive they drop on Friday, yeah, Friday the thirteenth, this coming Friday. So uh, strap in. Yes, and they. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this site because my friend earlier today. Mm-hmm. Let me see where I can where I have it here. He sent me a website that has. Uh, literally every card that's in in the set. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this if you guys want to look at every card, including the special edition foils. Um, it's um, this looks like it's gonna be a must. I'll just put it in the uh, it's right there. Uh, I put it in the show notes. Uh, it definitely ah, check these out. You. The artwork it looks so good. Um. I am just very excited to learn how to play magic again. <laughs> right. I'm sure there will be a lot of people playing that. Yeah. This galley next year. This is, it's absolutely wild how good all of the artwork is. Oh, and you can click through. Uh, oh, it actually doesn't um, open any bigger. So never mind. You probably don't want to click through. But yeah, every card <laughs> is, it, it'll be in the show notes. It's absolutely wild. Um, I think if you want to pre-order all um, all four commander sets, it's going to cost you about two hundred. Oof! Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and swing that. Um, just because it's an again, it's an investment. The art looks great, and uh, yeah. So what you're saying is, even if you don't get into the game, you can frame them. Yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll see. I I mean, step one is getting them, and then I asked my yes. friend because I was like, "Hey, he's super into magic," and I was talking to him about it, and I was like, "Hey, so what are the chances if I don't pre-order these that they will be that they'll be sold out?" And he said, "Well, I think he told me how many they were going to produce," and he's like, "It really depends on how much of a demand there is." And I went, "Oh no!" So I should probably <laughs> I should probably get these i have to talk to my accountant yeah. so yeah i get or, it uh <laughs> totally get it yeah, yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. Yo, check it check out those that card art it looks really great i think my friend also sent me something else i i don't it, magic seems like insane with the amount of different cards they have that are not part of the commander i don't know i don't get it folks but check <laughs> it out fair enough i'll stick that link in the show notes as well so you can actually check those out because notlgl.com is back yay <clears throat> yay um and i probably threw some extra letters in there because hey i'm tired um coming in november not just not just the 60th anniversary specials um all three of which i theorize 
we are going to get in that month. Um, but Doctor Who Unleashed, which is an all new behind the scenes, all access uh, documentary show that is going to be available on BBC Three and iPlayer this November. Um, I'm going to go through the article and see if it talks about it coming to Disney plus or anything like that, but it will be hosted, uh, by Stefan Powell, who's BBC's gaming correspondent and former radio one newsbeat presenter. Oh, um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like having Dr. Who confidential back, but instead it is unleashed. There we go. Uh, thir- it's going to be a 30 minute program <clears throat> and yeah, it looks like it is going to be um, available right after the first uh, 60th anniversary special airs in November. It says there is no word yet on whether the program will be available to stream on Disney Plus. So interesting. Fingers crossed. Maybe it'll happen, but uh, if not, we might just have to, you know, find something to convince the internet we're actually in the UK. Yeah. Um, and lastly, <clears throat> tonight, it looks like Doctor Who magazine is releasing a book. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Doctor Who 60 moments in time. Okay. Um, now the link I've thrown in there is to an Amazon UK, uh, uh, page, but it's, it's, it's the only link I had handy, but right. it does have the description. The makers of Doctor Who magazine present their biggest ever publication, a deluxe bookazine. Okay. All right. Bookazine. Sure. Celebrating the 60th anniversary of the world's longest running science fiction program, this 224 page limited edition explores Doctor Who's impacts on its fans, the viewing public and popular culture across 60 chapters of all new material. Wow. Uh, it's edited by Marcus Hearn, designed by Perry Godbold, who previously collaborated on the best-selling 50th anniversary book, uh, Doctor Who, The Vault. Uh, oh. It says this is the essential souvenir of a television milestone. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I bet it's not all new material since Doctor Who's been around for 60 years. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. <clears throat> At least as so far as Amazon UK is concerned, it will be released on October 26th. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time. Time to review the last fifth Doctor story. Yes. Well, for us, at least, because we... For us, yeah, not in order. Not in order. Yeah, it's time to talk about The Awakening, starring Peter Davison as the Doctor, Janet Fielding as Tegan, Mark Strickson as Turlow, and Polly James as Jane Hampton. It was written by Eric Pringle and directed by Michael Owen Morris. It first aired January 19th and 20th, 1984, and it is the second story of season 21, and we have a... Oh, this is a slew. We have a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Data Corps. I have to ask before we go in there, do you think Eric Pringle ever made the once you pop, you can't stop joke? I mean, it was made to me, so it was absolutely made to him and by him. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So The Awakening is the third and final two-parter of the Davison era. It was indeed the final two-parter in the traditional 25-minute storytelling format. Interesting. You know, I was thinking about this today. Could you imagine if they split... Doctor Who stories today into 30 minutes. 
Oh, God, no. It'd be wild. That, it would be wild. I wouldn't like it, but no. it would be wild. No. Um, or it would force uh, an, um, like an uncomfortable storytelling pace on yes. things. Yes. Anywho, uh, this story had the working titles of War Game, oh. singular, which I'm glad they didn't go with, yeah. and Poltergeist, um, which was also a movie, a movie kind of around the same time. Yeah, I was just going to say, when did the original Poltergeist come I out? I want to say 82. But 82. Oh, that's yeah. close. That was close. Wow. Um, so, yeah, The Awakening, probably the better title of the three. Yeah, they did it. They nailed <clears throat> it on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, I know that uh, you kind of felt like this story was just the right length, maybe just. Yeah, uh, but sure. this was originally intended to be a four part serial, uh, but cut to two early in the script editing stage. I need to shake the hand of the people <laughs> that decided to do that because this is the most important story note I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. In my entire life. Uh, and, and you I, are just messing with the font size. <laughs> and I salute, <laughs> I salute those, those people involved in that decision because, uh, holy crap. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I have, I, I had moments where I thought I'm like, this really could only be an episode and a half and I think it would still be okay. But yeah, I get, you can't just have half an episode. So true. Anyway, a scene involving Tegan and the Doctor's robotic companion, Chameleon, in a corridor in the TARDIS in part one was filmed for this serial, but edited out before transmission due to the episode overrunning. Oh. It would have been the character's first appearance since the King's Demons. And then, of course, the character would not appear again until Planet of Fire. Now, they said it got cut. Yes. Um, does this exist somewhere? Uh, I don't know. I feel like season, season 21 box set happened. There might be something in there. No, but... I have it. It's on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Should look I, uh, you. I won't click on it, but I will, um, I will send it and you can put it in the story notes, I guess. Fair. Uh, script editor and future Gallifrey one guest, Eric Sayward implemented several elements from his own story, the visitation. Uh, such as Tinklavik and Raga, therefore uh, making The Awakening a loose sequel to The Visitation, which you can hear our take on in Podcastic episode 234. Oh, interesting. Um, which I yeah, I find that real. I'm like, oh, Eric, you wrote this great story. Thanks. I'm just going to tweak a couple things, and now it's kind of a sequel to my story. <laughs> yeah, basically. What? Uh, compared with his long odyssey to return Tegan to Heathrow Airport in the early 1980s, the fifth Doctor is apparently much better at landing in a grandfather's village. Uh, part one suggests that he got that right on the first go. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about Heathrow, but hey, let's go see your granddad. Yeah. Um, during the credits, each letter features a light blue outline in hollow letters. The outline is present inside them as well. Uh, this serial is the only one to use such a feature for reasons unknown. I did not notice that. I, I did notice it in the, uh, in the end credits. Huh? And it, it may have just been a digital artifact. Maybe, you know, something may have just been tweaked and yeah. Um, this story was one of two considered for this slot. The other was called The Darkness, which was also written by Eric Pringle and would have featured the Daleks. Uh-oh. 
as it turned out, the awakening was chosen over the darkness due to Eric Sayward's forthcoming story featuring the doctor's arch nemesis resurrection of the Daleks. Oh no. A missing yep. story. Yeah. Sorry. Oh so no. A, a, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to let John go dive down that and I'm just going to continue on with the show in the meantime. <laughs> And there's the dishes. Um, A press photo call was held, although John Nathan Turner was irritated to observe that the reporters were less interested in Doctor Who than in Peter Davison's wife, Sandra Dickinson, who had accompanied him to the location shoot. Now, some of you out there, John, you included, maybe going, who is Sandra Dickinson? Well, if you've ever seen the BBC miniseries version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, she played Trillion. Yeah, I'm looking this up right now. Um, and at least at this point in time, because I think the BBC miniseries was 1981, um, a bit of a babe, I won't lie. Yeah. So I imagine that the press photographers who were there to, you know, talk Doctor Who were all like, wait, no, Miss Dickinson, pose for a photo, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, unusually, this serial had a certain measure of infamy in Britain for one of its outtakes from part two, in which a horse-drawn carriage was seen to apparently destroy a lich gate. Now... to Americanize that a little bit is a horse and carriage basically crashed through a gate. Okay. Right. Much like, you know, cop cars would do in like beastie boy sabotage videos. Yes. Yeah. Um, the scene became one of the few doctor who outtakes to actually be broadcast on the BBC and was also seen internally high pups on BBC safety videos <laughs> as an example of how not to film scenes involving animals. Wow. Naturally, for the transmitted version of the episode, the sequence was cut before the disaster. <clears throat> oh no! Yeah. Wow. I was looking at what a lich gate is, and now I now I know. Yikes. <clears throat> yep. Well, all right. Now that wait, where did they go? I was like, uh, wait. I, I was like, I'm gonna go check on the dogs while Taylor reads the synopsis, and they were both here, and now they're both gone. My goodness. These it's puppies. almost like they're cats. <laughs> I mean, I think Henson is. Yeah. Anyway, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. Well, Team Tardis is dropping in on Tegan's granddad for a visit. I guess that was easier than making it to Heathrow, but something's not quite right in Little Hodcomb. It appears as though 1643 has taken over, but instead it's the locals getting a little too into their historical reenactments. Yet, even then... There's a certain malice underlying the action of the locals. No, literally, it's an alien presence that it's embedded itself in the local church and is trying to, what, take over? Come to full power? Awaken? Ha! Yes, that's it. It's the awakening. Oh, boy. Taylor, (laughs) what were your thoughts and feelings on the awakening? I'll I'll be honest, it, it was decent. It was decent. It's not exactly a stunner. It's definitely not a stinker. Um, I I have to admit the giant face of Malice was an absolute winner because it's oh, so... Absolutely. It looks like something... like I don't know if you've ever ridden the cave train at the Santa Cruz boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or, 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 or like it's been 
decades since I've been through like the haunted house at the boardwalk. Uh-huh. But this seems like something that would be in there. It's clearly foam, right? It's, it's painted with a little bit of glow paint in the eyes, right? It, this, this would look amazing in like, you know, some sort of setting where it's just lit with black lights. Yes. Um, and, and there's, you know, music and sound effects and so much fog machine, so much fog machine, (laughs) um, like any, anything that I feel like failed in the story was made up for just every time they showed his face. Yeah. It's so good. They knew where the money was made. Absolutely. And then we even get some Nickelodeon slime out of them later. It's even better. Yes. Uh, um, so I, uh, I thought this was okay. Um, yeah, I will also say, I thought it was very funny that on, on blue sky, I mentioned apparently this classic doctor who story centers around LARPers. And of course, (laughs) friend of the show, Mike Solko knew immediately which yes. episode I, I was talking saw about that this afternoon. That was so funny. Um, I just, I don't know. I thought one of my, let me find my notes here because one of my notes was I legit could not live in this town. I'd oh, move as, right? po- as soon as I possibly could. I think that yeah. was, you know, and once we bring in that malice is basically the devil that is uh, influencing people in this town. But I still, for some reason, I'm, I'm like, why is no one just calling the police? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just every time right. something happened, I'm like, this is just so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I do agree that, like, I know I was like, yeah, who want to shake the hand of whoever cut this script down? Um, I don't. I think they were right to do that because if this had been four episodes, I'd have lost my mind. Um, oh yeah like what would you have done for two extra episodes i have no idea it it would have been it would have been a lot of repetition yeah i I think people would have been captured they'd find a way to escape they'd get captured again or maybe like turlo would be influenced and then he'd think he was like a knight or something i don't know man oh god that would be hilarious (laughs) who knows like you could do some stuff with it but I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, LARPers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, ones, ones who are like way too into it. Yeah. And Everybody, even the ones... I, think, I think, I think, go ahead. I think most people know somebody, you know, whether somebody does Ren Fair or like, I mean, I remember back when I was in high school, you know, 30 odd years ago, we did Civil War reenacting. Yeah. There's always just, you know, some people who just, take it a little too seriously right and they were all in this take it a step too far yeah and they were all centered in this town but then yes. somehow there was one guy that was more uh extra we will say than all of them <laughs> and, what you're saying is more susceptible to malice's influence yes basically um man yeah uh i will say like yeah this story did not overstay its welcome which i i appreciated there were some some fun elements, and I feel like they all centered around uh, malice. Malice, uh, the little so I think, and maybe you can explain this to me. Um, hmm. So when we first see when Tegan first sees malice, um, it is like an old man, right? 
I think so. so. So when she's in the barn, um, and she oh she sees that old man up in the in the top of the barn, and he yes yeah, and he I I assume because we end up seeing him in in the uh, in the TARDIS, and then he turns into the quite frankly extremely frightening and very cool uh yes. clingy demon thing right like like if malice also was a face hugger from, yeah dude or something like that yeah it, it's part lizard part monster but it does it looks really cool and plus there's this kind of strange digital display like overlay yeah when this stuff appears i don't know how they made that design choice but it was just like oh okay yeah we just need a video effect guys pick one yeah pretty much (laughs) um but yeah i i like everything surrounding malice was very cool like the Mm -hmm. um legends of the hidden temple head uh, (laughs) yes like coming through the wall i also uh, one thing that i clocked and i'm not sure if you did was malice uh emerged from a seemingly i believe someone calls it an impossible crack in a wall uh yeah you know it's kind of funny when you first see that crack in the wall too it's kind of like that is kind of the shape yeah of the one from the 11th doctor's era i wonder and and i'm like wait does moffat just troll us this entire that entire season with an awakening reference and just <laughs> never says it i mean he could have which would be magnificent although speaking of walls when the tardis first arrives in this crumbly down church yeah it's like it 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 materializes and like a bunch of like wall falls down so it's i'm wondering did the tardis actually like kool-aid man its way into this church well there was a lot of kool-aid manning if there you was. think about it, I mean, it, yes. it basically, I feel like, yes, it did Kool-Aid its man into this, into this church. We also had, um, the, our boy who was, uh, not real, but ended up turning out to be real. Yeah. There's a lot of like psychic projection time slippy kind of stuff going on. There's kind of a whole, like. I don't know if there's like this collective unconscious that uh, Malice is like creating stuff from or what. Yeah, there is a. I'm not sure. You know, there's a slightly like weird. I don't know, like Jacques Vallée passport to Magonia kind of <laughs> angle that you could take with this story if you really wanted to put in the effort. But then again, do you really want to put in the effort? I don't. His name was Will. Okay. His name yes. was Will. So Will, Will mm-hmm. also Kool-Aid mans through a wall. He does. And so does Turlo, technically. Mm-hmm. But it's a door, which a very flimsy I door, mean, but he, he does what he has to do. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. I think some of the walls looked a little flimsy, too, because they're foam. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I'm not going to tell. I won't tell. No. The malice, man. Like, very co- Like, it almost feels <laughs> like they had this design. They're like, this is cool. We should build... A story around it yeah or or somebody was reading like some green goblin comics maybe it was like i love that face so much i need to put that face in in my work um he does kind of look like the green goblin yeah a little bit uh taylor were you aware <clears throat> that there is um a a ninth doctor uh big finish audio adventure 
that is called A Town Called Malice? <laughs> no. Let me just double check because I'm I'm looking at this right now. This could, might be a fan made thing, but um, I'm looking at it and maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Well, there you go. There is a uh, there is a book that somebody wrote and did an audio adventure of called A Town Called Malice. <laughs> oh boy, very strange. Um, but anyway, Malice, great, love it, good stuff. Yep. Um, yep. I I think. Like I had a, I I don't know why in this sci-fi show I had such a hard time with being like, why is no one like, come on, hey, uh, Phil, why don't you just calm it down a little? Like no character. I mean, there are some, but they're <laughs> still like vaguely in character. Yeah, and it's just like they are really obsessed with this war game. And like I said before, I would, I would, I think I put. There's a note I have somewhere that says. This is honestly the most frustrating effing episode. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. <laughs> it it I think it's that thing where like <clears throat> you know some of these small towns. I, I know America has them. I know I know England has them, um, and I imagine other countries too. Um, they 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 become historically important for like one little thing, right? But it becomes for sometimes for the whole town, sometimes for people within the town like the be all end all of, yeah this is like their the identity thing. yeah this exactly is like it, it is the thing um and I, I yeah i think the closest we get is is we get jane hampton you know who is i think the local school teacher <laughs> yes yeah being like okay guys this this isn't cool we're taking it a step too far yeah she's the only um, and i i was so she is confused. the voice of reason yeah when we first open I was so confused. I'm like, did the costume designer slip uh, like slip up here because she's wearing somewhat modern clothing? Is and then yes, I did. Like, I don't think they tell us like, oh, quit. They don't tell us that they're basically they're larping until like I'd say like five minutes in. And I'm oh, like, easily. I'm like, wait, what? Like, did they? Is this just? And then I started like second guessing myself. I'm like, well, maybe that's just what school teachers wore <laughs> back then, <laughs> modern clothing. And then when they started saying like, oh, it's actually 1980. Okay, got but it. at the same time, you know, I mean, I at least like Doctor Who when it kind of keeps me guessing and keeps me on my toes. And it kind of did that at the beginning. Oh yeah, and honestly, when you start intertwining like these people coming in and out of time. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like okay, so wait a minute, are we in their time or are they in our time? Like it's kind of right. like a little, it's a little confusing. But I mean, the doctor kind of clears it up, but he's like, well, "Let's go see all your dead relatives in the graveyard." Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's a trip. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you you and Mike have convinced me that it didn't overstay its it could have been a lot worse. It could have overstayed its welcome. <laughs> it could have overstayed its welcome. It was a fine story and for what it was, but mm-hmm. man, I don't know what it I was just like how and then oh, <laughs> when we meet um when we meet um Tegan's grandfather and he's just in a suit in the jail, he's like, Yeah, this is messed up. I'm just like he's the only one, and they got him. Like somebody just get in a right. car and drive away. Yeah, like somebody. I don't know what it yeah. was. There, you know what I felt like. You know what it was like. I don't know if you'll get this reference. 
Have you ever mm. seen the episode of The Simpsons where you find out that Krusty the Clown uh, bet against um, the Harlem Globetrotters and he's watching it on the TV and one of the Harlem Globetrotters is just spinning the ball on his hand and it cuts back to Krusty who's all disheveled and smoking a cigarette and he says, he's just spinning the ball in his hand. Just take it. That's how I felt <laughs> apparently watching this serial. <laughs> That is a fantastic analogy. I don't know what it is, but I, I am just like somebody just get in their car and just, or maybe he blew up all the cars. Like, see, that might have been a cool thing. Right. Like, I'm go- I'm getting out of here. I- I'm getting out of here in a car. And he's like, we have no such thing. And it's just like a parking lot full of cars on fire or something. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely would have made the Duggan scale a little higher. I'm sure. Uh, I would love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I re- like yeah, looking at my notes. I really enjoyed everything that was malice related, mm-hmm. and then everything else I could have. I was like, all right, it's fine. Fair enough. So I mean, fair enough. And and much like the story, we shouldn't overstay our welcome. I with. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but I will say we should we should hit some buttons. That's for sure. We should do that. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. I guess this is also a reminder that while it is time for the Duggan scale, you can also head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG and pick up your uh, Patriot Saint of Podcastica Saint Duggan merchandise. Absolutely. I think that's what they call synergy. (laughs) Is it? Or, you know, seamless plugs. There you go. That'll work, too. All right. So Duggan (laughs) scale. Um, Let's see. We have um, at least two to three Kool-Aid man. I need to get out of where I am. I'm going to break down this wall. Yes. Which is the most one of the most Duggan things you can do. And they did it three times. Well, possibly. Yeah. They clearly had all the machinery they needed. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was... Uh, well, we, we haven't at least implied that Turlo was attempting to smash a door. Oh, no, he, sm- he smashes it. Well, yeah, but at one point, you know, we don't see it, and he's just like, oh, my arm is so sore. Well, um, I saw it in mine. But then, yes. Oh. Well, yes, but then in a later scene, he and Tegan's granddad... Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, okay. Um, I apologize. Yes, you were talking. Uh, no, okay. you're fine. You're I'm, fine. I'm with you. Uh, you know, we got Will swinging a torch around. Yes, um, the fact that he also uh, shoves George into the wall. It, yes, and and, 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 and he is the, vaped uh, to death. Yes, yes, basically. Yep. It's like we get it, Malice. You vape. <laughs> you vape. We uh, understand. And plus, we get the whole model church collapsing at the end. Yes, that was cool. Very cool. Uh, model or not, it's like, hey, we we get a church collapse. Yeah, you know, and excitement. I will say um, with with that yeah. with the church collapsing, I love mm-hmm. that the ending is basically like, well, that takes care of pure evil. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, maybe, did they check the church on it? Did they check? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't see him check. Well, that's probably where that that fan uh, audio picks up. I don't know. There you go. Although I I have to admit, it was pretty funny that for a final line in this story, they basically crap on T. Yes. 
That's hilarious. Yeah. What? How was there not like you know besides the just destroying of uh, the 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 gate? Uh, they also there was a big uproar about the T comment. Yes. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, let's see. For 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 Doug and Scale, uh, I'm going to say like uh, what do we we got? I'm going to go uh, uh, six and a half. Okay. I think that. Feels... I mean, those were some pretty good wall smashes, and that is kind of a classic Duggan. Movie. Yes, that's like in the you rule know, book for Duggan. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 the Duggan move that we use in our our sound effect yes. for it. So yes. You know that's fair. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll go with that. I'll I'll, I'll stand by you. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. All right. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coaster. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I you know I was going to say people are going to start thinking we don't have anything else on the soundboard. <laughs> always excellent nothing in this episode is tearing turlo apart tearing me apart. exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> oh well i mustn't leave now because we've got the behind the couch scale uh oh thank you i'm glad she found it funny <clears throat> Uh, welcome to podcast of the morning zoo version. Yes, absolutely. Um, honestly, this episode is not scary no. in the least. In fact, I would give that goofy laugh to this episode. There you go. Um, uh, at times. Yeah. <clears throat> now the little malice guys, I mean, they're, they're weird. They're maybe a yeah. smidge creepy, but I don't think they'd be scary. No at all. Um, and certainly as as an adult who's you know not scared by a puppetry it's really kind of fascinating uh to look at them and go like wow what made you say let's put this green goblinish head it's so weird on this it totally is i love it yeah um quite honestly carnival fun houses are scarier there you go than this yeah. episode was so yeah i really watch it just because it's only a two-parter, and you get the malice head, and there the malice go. head is absolutely worth it. And the story is is, in my opinion, is okay. Yeah. So it's not like but, you're and, just but like, like, ugh. like you said, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yes, I think that's the best way to put it. Um, yeah. All right. So next time, it's it's apparently my turn. Um, it is. And next time, used to say, "Oh no," but it has been replaced by an actual episode. Uh, in two weeks' time, we will be reviewing Planet of Evil, uh, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor and Elizabeth Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith. It was written by Luis Marx and directed by David Maloney. Maloney! Yes. Yeah, so... oh, no, it's Mahoney. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I basically just... Taylor, I think in, in between our last episode and this episode put together a very helpful what haven't we reviewed uh spreadsheet which is um great um because that's somehow the point that we are at in our watchings a little bit it was kind of crazy to see just what was left it was like oh i can't believe we have so little second doctor that almost seems impossibly not correct but 
I yeah. believe it. Well, we, we actually have watched a decent amount of the second Doctor. Unfortunately, a lot of what's left is incomplete yeah, all stories. Stuff, so we're so. going to have to decide you know, what we want to do with that and some of the first Doctor stories that are also like that. But, you know, we'll, we'll take that as it comes. I know that we have our plan for uh, Celestial Toymaker, which yes. hopefully we'll get some actual dates for... Yeah, come on, BBC. What is going on here? You got, like, a, I mean, less than a month left. Just drop the date. Let's go. The, I feel like they're dropping stuff on Sundays, right? Like, news-wise. Uh, News-wise, I think you're right, but I've I've got a pretty like solid feeling. We're probably looking at the 11th, 18th, and 25th. Okay, just and special, special, special. They've also been dropping these little um, who spy things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is which is great little clues that we have. Yeah, I think we I think we have the makings of the new TARDIS console in one of them, too. Ooh. Which is very... Uh, man. I can't wait to see it. I really can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So excite bike. So, yeah, Planet of Evil next time, but until then... Excite bike. I love Excite yeah. bike. Excite bike Dude, Excite is, awesome. is so fun. I also feel like, couldn't you build your own tracks? Yes, on which the original NES version. NES, yes, you, you could build your own tracks... That's yeah. insane. They I also have an Excite Bike course on um Mario the, Kart 8. Yeah, on the newest Mario Kart. Which that I, is that I is love. the track that my kids, when they play that, they're always trying to set a new record. Oh yeah. Well, because it changes. I, sometimes too. they they uh right? the Excite Bike track? Yeah, I feel like it no. it changes, doesn't it? A little bit? No. Huh. What I no. might be thinking of a Trust one. trust trust me, I have watched hours and hours and hours of that language <laughs> track. <laughs> Half an hour at a time, just grinding and grinding and grinding and trying to just nail the corners and nail the jumps and just yeah, trust me, love it. It doesn't change, <laughs> but they are they are big on it. Yeah, for sure. Good. Anyway, now that we've turned into an NES cast, yeah, which is fine. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. Uh, you can actually also follow us on Blue Sky as well at I believe the Podcastica as well. It's, yes, it's thepodcastica.bsky.social or something like that. Correct. Um, Correct. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at JP Thrice, and you can also follow me on on Blue Sky at JP Thrice.bsky.social. I'm honestly more active on Blue Sky now than I am on Twitter. I do miss Twitter, but it is not what it used to be. So anyway, mm. we can't can't really get into that. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. <laughs> at bus buddha 71 and, on, and it's surf buddha over on blue sky there you go uh subscribe <laughs> to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify just search podcastica look for taylor and i traveling in a cartoony tardis and rate and review us as well please soundcloud.com slash the notlg if you just uh want to go over there you can that's where everything is stored. Uh, Shop.spreadshirt.com yep. slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, go get some Duggan merchandise. It's very cool. We'd love to see it out in the wild. Yes. Um, we will definitely have it come Gallifrey 1. Mm-hmm. And like we said, N-O-T-L-G.com is back up. That's the the home that, where you can see all the show notes and the photos we decide are worthy of being posted elsewhere. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. That basically helps us keep our back catalog up. 
Uh, so we appreciate anything monetarily that you would like to donate on Patreon. Um, and yeah, that is it for us this week. We will see you guys again in two weeks' time when we talk about Planet of Evil. And we'll see you then. See ya. I forgot I didn't, I didn't cue you. That's okay. I was like, <laughs> all right, we're doing this one backwards this yeah. time. I was like, it's okay. Ugh.